The Jets are in deep trouble after losing to the Patriots. We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, September 25th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the Jets lost their week three game to the New England Patriots 15 to 10 yesterday at MetLife Stadium. And there's no way to bury the lead right now. We're going to talk about what happened in this game in a bit. But I think we have to talk about the bigger picture because there's a bigger picture that comes out of this game. And I hate to say it, but three weeks into the season, I think the New York Jets 2023 campaign is in great danger, in great peril. And I'm not one to say this automatically whenever you lose a game. The first three weeks of the season are not necessarily determinative of where a football team is going to go. There are situations where you get off to a slow start. Maybe you lose two, two of your first three games and you just ran into the wrong opponents. Or sometimes you have a player suffer a short-term injury who's a key guy for you. You know you're getting him back, though. I think we know for the Jets, there's a, bit, there's a player who suffered a long-term injury who they're not getting back. And he's a pretty important player. And this is kind of why the season's in peril right now. Because it's not just that the Jets are 1-2. and two, It's the way they've gotten to 1-2. and two. The first game against Buffalo, it, it was an inspiring victory. It was one of the best wins I've seen the Jets. I said it that night. It was one of the best wins I've ever seen the Jets have in a regular season game. One of the best Jets wins ever. After losing Aaron Rodgers, shaking off the the devastation to come back and win that game. It, it was a great victory. But I don't know that the recipe the Jets used that night was necessarily one that was going to carry them to victory every week. Because while the defense was expected to be very good, I don't think you can ever count on four turnovers. It's just not going to happen for you. Or winning the game on a punch return touchdown. Again, these are not things you can count on to win you games. It's great when it happens. It's, you know, it happens occasionally during the season. The Jets through the years have had a lot of bad luck go against them. and They've had a lot of non-repeatable things go against them. So I'm not saying you take the win off the board, but I'm saying, is that a formula you can use going forward? You know, I don't think so. Last week against Dallas, Jets go out and get blown out by one of the best teams in the NFL. And yeah, you can say, well, they're, they're a great opponent, but weren't the Jets supposed to be a really good team? Weren't the Jets at least supposed to be competitive with teams like Dallas? I think so. And then this game against New England. I'm sorry. You know something? The Patriots are the Patriots. I understand Belichick's the coach. They were 0-2. There's a team that showed very minimal ability to produce any explosive play on offense. In fact, in this game, they produced like one explosive play, and it was because the Jets completely busted the coverage. I mean, it was about what the Jets did wrong on that play, not so much New England executing at a high level. An 0-2 team comes into your building, a big div- a divisional game, a chance to start 2-0 uh, in, in your division. And you go out and lose to them. And not only do you lose to them, I mean, when the Patriots went up by 10, 
it kind of felt like the game was over. It's it's a rough situation right now for the New York Jets, and part of it's the upcoming schedule. You got Kansas City coming to town. You got Philadelphia in a couple weeks. I know you got a trip to Denver, but and the Broncos look horrible. But do you have any confidence the Jets are going out to Denver and winning that game right now? I'm not one to sound the alarm bells unnecessarily. You know, I, I don't like saying this three weeks into the season because three the first three weeks are not always determinative. But you've got an offense that can't do anything right now. You've got an offense that can't function on a very, very basic level. And a lot of it goes to the quarterback, Zach Wilson, who, you know, I, you keep, I keep trying to, like, talk myself into a path forward. If you heard me last week, I was telling you that against Dallas, there were some good things. And there were some good things. I mean, it's not like the stuff I said was inaccurate. He showed some ability to move within the pocket that wasn't there a year ago. And he showed some ability to read the defense. The question's always in a situation like that, is that a sign of tangible improvement? Or is it just, you know, a one-week thing? You know, sometimes a guy who's not that good gets hot for a week. Well, I think we saw that it was not a sustainable improvement because Zach Wilson could not do anything in this game. And the Jets, I mean, nothing about the Jets' offense functions right now. And if Aaron Rodgers was coming back, you know, if this was a shorter-term injury, well, the season would not be over because you'd have something to look forward to. You'd have something to hope. But what's going to change right now? I mean, you go out and get Carson Wentz. By the, the Jets should absolutely be looking to get upgrade the quarterback position because there are quarterbacks available who are better than Tim Boyle. And if you had a remotely credible quarterback to turn to yesterday, you know, I'm not even talking about somebody to take over in the starting lineup for Zach Wilson. I'm talking about a credible backup who, when Zach Wilson struggles to that extent, you could turn to and say, you're in a remotely credible backup might win that game yesterday, but a remotely credible backup, the kind of guy who's available for the jets right now, you replace Zach Wilson with him. You're probably not beating Kansas City. You're probably not beating Philadelphia. You're probably not beating Miami. These difficult teams on the Jets' schedule. Yeah, they can help you against the New England team. That's frankly not very good. But Jets were outplayed by New England. I mean, that's the thing is the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are that good of a team, and they thoroughly outplayed the Jets in this game. Did it, outside of like that one fleeting moment in the fourth quarter when the Jets finally put together a drive. And they got a little rhythm on offense. And it was one, it was a fleeting moment because the offense went back to doing nothing afterwards. In fact, after that, they took a safety. It never really, even though the score was close, even though the Jets were never really behind by more than 10 points, it felt like the Patriots were in total control of the game. I don't think a seven-point deficit ever felt so insurmountable. I'm sure it did because I watched this team during the Adam Gase years. So I'm sure that those years in off during offense, it was just as bad. But it just doesn't feel like this team really has much of a chance at this point. And part of it's, look, I don't think I'd be saying this if Denver was coming to town next weekend. Again, I don't have a lot of faith in the Jets going to Denver, but if Denver was coming to town next weekend, you know, maybe I'd feel differently. You got Kansas City coming to town, and one and three is going to be very difficult to dig out of. The Jets lose this game, fall to one and three. Well, what's it going to take to make the playoffs in the AFC? Let's say minimum nine and eight. That means the rest of the way, if you lose next weekend to get to nine and eight, you're going to have to go eight and five over your final 13. That's not going to be an easy task given how shaky this offense looks, because I got to say right now, there's not a lot that can do well. And I don't see how that changes. I mean, I think the personnel is the personnel. I think the coaching is the coaching. They're not going anywhere. I think that this roster, particularly on the offensive side of the ball was constructed poorly. I think, I don't think I know Zach Wilson's just not up to the task of being the starting quarterback for the team. And this is not, look for many of us, 
this is not a second guess. I sat here through the offseason and was saying, and I know a lot of you agreed with me, so it's not just me. I don't want to give myself too much credit because I don't think it took a lot of foresight to see the challenge with Zach Wilson as the as the backup quarterback, one hit away from one bad you know, step away from stepping into the starting lineup. You saw it too. And I am not saying that, you know, a better backup necessarily is going to take the Jets to the Super Bowl, but surely a better backup quarterback could have won that game. But beyond that, you know, other issues with the roster construction, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I think we're looking at another Jet season where maybe the defense is good, but the offense is going to drag this team down. Now, here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll turn our attention to that off to the offense. Storyline number one of that game had to be the poor play of Zach Wilson. He was the biggest reason the Jets offense sputtered, but he certainly wasn't the only reason. I don't think anything works on this offense, and we'll discuss as we continue this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn. You know, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. In fact, maybe the Jets should have done that with their offensive coordinator search because the guy they got, Nathaniel Hackett, is not very good. Maybe they should have posted a, a, a listing on LinkedIn Jobs for a backup quarterback because they needed somebody better than Zach Wilson. Well, don't make the same mistake as the Jets. Create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. Big shout out to you everydayers. If you're a loyal fan of the Jets, I have nothing but credit to you because this team's really difficult to watch. And it looks like we have another season that's on the verge of heading down the, heading down the drain. I wish I had better news, but a lot of it stems from the quarterback position. I mean, Zach Wilson's numbers speak for themselves in this game. There are games where maybe the quarterback stats don't tell the whole story. In fact, I think you could even argue week two, Zach Wilson was better than the numbers. I said this on Friday. I don't think the numbers really match Zach Wilson's level of play against Dallas. In this case, the numbers match the level of play. Uh, 18 of 36, so only 50% completion percentage, only 157 yards, so 4.4 average per attempt. Um, just uh, ugly, ugly game. Uh, 17.9 QBR, that's ESPN's metric. 61.9 conventional quarterback rating. Uh, just a disaster performance. And the the way he got there was every bit as bad. I mean, he just was, and Tony Romo was all over the, was all over Zach when he was missing reads where he, you can just tell it's not moving quickly enough for him last week. You know, I saw him do some things where I saw him identify coverages. I saw him read the safeties correctly. None of that was happening in this game. I mean, there was, you started the first drive where he audibled into a run into a loaded box to pre-snap. He wasn't doing the job. It did not seem like he was doing the job post-snap. You can't win with quarterback play like this. I mean, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is the only issue. And this is one of the problems, I think, is people act like it's got to be an either or, where it's either the quarterback's letting the team down or the team's letting the quarterback down. Well, in this case, it's both. And one of the problems for the Jets right now is you have maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL, if not close, but you're pairing him with maybe the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL, and if not close. And this is part, and I think this goes speaks to a bigger issue with the Jets roster construction this year is that they just brought in too many guys because they're friends with Aaron Rodgers. 
And I understand, you know, they're trying to land Aaron Rodgers. They're trying to make him happy. Well, there's drawbacks to doing things this way. And this, the scenario that you're seeing play out is one of them. Nathaniel Hackett is lost right now. He can't do it. I mean, how many times was Tony Romo begging him to throw the ball on first down? And Romo was absolutely right. You know, what you want to do when you have a young quarterback who's struggling to the extent Zach is, you got to give him the easiest throws possible. So, I mean, part of that means, you know, maybe throw, mix in some RPOs, mix in some screens, try and manufacture some offense. You know, why is Randall Cobb getting over 40 snaps and Nicole Hardman only getting two? And I don't want to act like that. I don't think Nicole Hardman's that good, but surely he can provide more lightning in this offense than Randall Cobb. And the player deployment makes Xavier Gibson. I mean, throw him a screen. I'm not saying, listen, it probably won't work, but it's got a higher chance of popping a big play than anything else out there. Right now, this Jets offense essentially is like, if Garrett Wilson doesn't you know, have a huge reception or Brees Hall doesn't break a big run, this offense can't do anything. And you got Hackett running the ball, slamming the ball into loaded boxes on first down. And the one drive he didn't was the drive where the Jets actually got into a rhythm because it was easier to throw on first down with the Patriots loading the box. Romo was Romo was saying this all day that, you know, you're trying to keep Zach Wilson out of bad downs and distances, yet you slam the ball for like a one yard gain on first down. And then you're in an obvious passing down, which is a tougher situation to throw in. So you throw the ball when they're expecting the run. And it took Hackett until the fourth quarter to figure this out. The Jets got half of, over half their yardage in this game on one drive. And part of it's the play design. I mean, there is nothing. I said this last night when I did a, a quick post-game recap show. There is nothing in this offense that puts stress on the defense right now. The play design is just not there. You know, you don't, there's nothing there that the Jets are trying to get favorable matchups. They're not trying to put their playmakers in positions to make plays. I mean, it's just it's just a, a unbelievably poorly schemed offense right now. And that, a lot of that goes on Nathaniel Hackett. So when you have a quarterback who can't function and an offensive coordinator who's doing zero. Your offense is not going to be good enough. And there are other issues. I mean, look, I don't want to get too hard on this offensive line because I don't want to be too hard on this offensive line because they were thrown together. They were kind of th thrown in a blender after Dwayne Brown got injured. So they had to move back into left tackle and he got beat for a huge sack that turned into a safety. And, you know, there are a couple of plays early where he looked a little shaky. Uh, Joe Tipman moves, it, steps in at right guard. Elijah Vera Tucker moves out to tackle. This line's not good. I mean, I don't think the line played very well. I mean, the Jets. On, I, I, we can talk about the the pass protection. I don't think it was great, but there's, you know, you could make an argument. Maybe Zach Wilson's movements in the pocket weren't that great. You know, well, the film will tell us that. I, I don't think you can ever tell for sure how offensive line looks, especially in pass protection and the the first view watching the TV footage. But the Jets averaged 1.7 yards per rush attempt. That's not good enough. And that's a sign. Listen, if you're averaging under two yards per carry running the ball, that's a sign your offensive line is just not getting any push I, I don't care what you say and the receivers outside of Garrett Wilson I don't see anybody who can consistently separate one-on-one -on -one. yeah I've seen there's plays where a guy gets into a window because that's where that's where the progression that's where the route takes him he takes him takes him to a hole in the zone but Jets aren't receivers are not winning one-on-one -on -one. Alan Lazard I listen people got mad when I said this when they signed him I call this the Aaron Rodgers tax because they gave him $11 million. This is not an $11 million receiver. I mean, how many times a big body receiver who, if you're, if you're a big body receiver who struggles to get separation, you got to be able to catch the ball in traffic. You got to be able to make a contested catch. A couple times in this game, Alan Lazard failed to come up. He got beat. He just got out physical for a ball. Randall Cobb. I mean, my good, why is this guy on the field? This guy, I mean, this jets are like a I mean, jets are essentially like a mechanism to give Aaron Rodgers his friends jobs at this point. I just like it's, this guy's getting $3 million 
I guess at least he had a catch in this game. This guy shouldn't be on the field. This guy should be retired. And he's getting $3 million from the Jets, and he's playing over 40 snaps. This offense is – you add all this together. I mean, it's just – it's why things are so bleak right now for this team. Because the two most critical elements are the quarterback and the coordinator. Because if you don't have a well-schemed offense or, or a good quarterback, and the best teams have both. You know, ideally, you want both because that's when you can turn into an explosive offense. When you combine the worst quarterback in the NFL with the worst coordinator in the NFL, where's the hope? I mean, what, what can you do? Because you're not going to scheme up easy things that any quarterback could be able to execute. And your quarterback's not going to be able to go through the progressions he needs to go to. It's a mess. This is the mess that the Jets are right now. And look, they got Hackett because they thought he could land the Aaron Rodgers. Once Hackett, once Hackett had to start coaching, this team was in trouble. Because with Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers' offense. Now Hackett's a central figure, and you don't want Nathaniel Hackett as a central figure, as we're finding out and as watching these games. But on top of this, you have other issues because the Jets can't control the point of attack on the offensive line. And I blame Joe Douglas more than I blame the coaching staff or the players themselves because Joe Douglas took a terrible bet that a 38-year-old left tackle who was coming off a serious injury was going to hold up. That was a ridiculous bet. And again, that's this is not a second guess. This is a first guess. Joe Douglas's performance has been miserable with the offensive line since he took over. He prioritized it. He tried to fix it. I guess that's better than Mike McCann, but you don't get points for trying in the NFL. It comes to a point where you either do or you don't do. He is not done. And the receivers, I mean, there's just, again, Alan Lazard's your number two. Randall Cobb's your number three. That's just not good enough. Garrett Wilson may be good, but we have nothing behind Garrett Wilson. You got issues. During the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll try and close out the show on maybe a positive note. It's tough to do it after a game like that, but I do think the defense played pretty well. I'll throw out a couple caveats, though, and I'll tell you what I mean continuing this Monday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes I put my grocery shopping off till Sunday night after a Jets game. But when there's a game like that, it can be tough to be in the mood to do your shopping for groceries. That's where DoorDash comes in. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy groceries, just like you picked them for yourself. Want even more value? You could save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited, limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday, breaking down a Jets loss as they fall 15-10 to 10 to the New England Patriots. The Jets' defense only gave up 13 points. Patriots had 15. Two of them were on the safety where Zach Wilson was sacked in the end zone. Makai Becton got beat by Matthew Judon. So was it a great defensive performance? Well, this is the challenge with the Jets right now because I don't think you can blame the game on the defense. But I think back to something DJ Reed said a couple weeks ago, and it was at the time it was a very lofty comparison. But DJ Reed said, we're going to be like the 85 Bears, or we think we could be like the 85 Bears. And... Of course, like you want your guys to have confidence. You want your guys to set the aims high. This is not the 85 Bears defense. And the challenge is now, especially with Zach Wilson, at quarterback, they kind of need to be. 
They kind of need to be just the type of unit that completely locks the other team's offense down, makes no mistakes through the game. It's a very high threshold to hit. And in recent years, I'm trying to think through teams that like won the Super Bowl with no offense. I mean, the only one that comes to mind was Denver eight years ago in the 2015 Broncos. That was Peyton Manning's last season. And Peyton Manning was a shell of himself. He was maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL that year. As crazy as it is to say about Peyton Manning, he really was. And we all kind of ignored it because Peyton Manning was dragged down by his defense so many years with the Colts that he kind of deserved a second Super It kind of just felt right that he got a second Super Bowl ring, even if he didn't really do a whole lot to earn it because he felt like he had earned it early in his career and it was taken away from him. But that's really the only example I could come up with. And this defense is good. It's not great, though. I mean, I don't even know if it's a top five defense at this point. They had a big breakdown on the one touchdown New England scored. Um, you know, completely busted coverage. I think it was Sauce Gardner. Maybe it was Jordan Whitehead. One of the two guys needed to take the deep third, uh, left third of the field, and neither did. The other aspect with this team, though, is you look at the field position game, and the Jets' defense forced one three and out in the first three quarters. And that's, you know, even if you're not giving up points, if you're allowing New England to flip, flip field position with this offense, that's a big problem. And I don't want to blame the defense because they're almost being forced to set an unrealistic standard for the Jets to win games right now. It's almost like they have to force four turnovers and you can't count on forcing four turnovers. I mean, there are a couple of plays, Michael Carter, the second dropped a pick, um, you know, Jordan Whitehead almost came up with a pick. The thing is like that, those happen. Sometimes there are balls that could go either way, balls that could be intercepted or balls that fall to the ground incomplete. And sometimes it's just luck. You know, sometimes maybe it may just be a rainy day makes the ball too slippery. Sometimes, you know, you kind of focused on somebody else on the field. So you don't pay your full attention to the ball in the air. Some of those against Buffalo, all of those ended up in jets defenders hands. It's not going to happen every week. And this, that's why the Buffalo formula is so difficult to sustain. So even if you could say the jets are one and two, even if you say the jets have a difficult schedule, that's one of the reasons I'm kind of down on the jets chances going forward, because they almost need like everything to break right for them on defense. And they need to be the 85 bears. I mean, being like a top 10 defense and look for all the issues in this game, the jets did only allow 13 points. And I understand rainy field. And I think you do have to factor in that the Patriots probably were playing conservatively to an extent, especially in the second half, because they didn't think the jets could move the ball. And that probably plays in, you know, that may help the jets a little bit. It's one thing we don't talk about, but they're probably telling Mac Jones, don't force anything because the only way we can lose this game is a big turnover, a pick six that goes the other way. So that does factor into it. It's not a dominant defense right now. It's a good defense. Look, I don't think you can blame the defense in a game where they give up 13 points. That should always be good enough to win a football game. But the Jets need more right now. And it's not fair. Quite frankly, it's not fair. The Jets offense not, is not pulling its weight right now. And you see the frustration for the Jets offense. I think you maybe have even seen it. I, I don't I don't like to like read too much into what's going on in the sidelines, but you definitely saw moments on the sidelines where there was some frustration boiling over. And sometimes like those things are just like they're spur they're heat of the moment thing. And it's not really that big of a deal for a football team. And it's not something that you know is long lasting. But you see frustration on the offensive side, uh, the offensive side of the ball when they're on the sidelines. The defense, you know, is being held to an unrealistic standard. I mean, Sauce Gardner, part of me feels like he set the standard so high last year that it's a shock when he gets beat anytime. And that's that's kind of what's been happening in the first three games. I think the first three games, if you look at if you're objectively looking at Sauce Gardner's performance, it's been really good. The problem is like we we have this vision of this, this corner who's like superhuman who can never who's never going to allow anything. And I think that's a good microcosm of the Jets defense as a whole. 
we're expecting perfection. We're expecting them to be the 85 Bears because that's the only way they can win games. Like the defense has to score for the Jets to win games because the offense can't score. And I just don't know that that's a sustainable formula. I think there are good players, but how many great players are on this defense? Quinn and Williams, who constantly makes a dis- makes disruptions. Sauce Gardner. But, you know, last two weeks, the Jets have gotten one sack. And when you're a defense that like needs to win the game, when you're a defense that essentially needs to pin the other team back and give your offense a short field, it's just not, not going to work. And it's, I, but it's difficult to blame them. I mean, can the offense do anything outside of one drive? That's the real problem with the team. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on the podcast, please give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the show. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.